What is going on, internet? This is the Pace and Space podcast. This is your host coming back to you once again, Calvin. And with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Leif. Leif, what is going on? Oh, man, everything is awesome. What's good, everyone? Glad we're able to get back with you with another pod this week. I mean, it's been yeah. a crazy week last week. It was a crazy week last week. We, we recorded, um, but it ended up somewhere, not on my computer. So <laughs> we had some we had some technical difficulties. Uh, I'm gonna call them Zoom difficulties. I'm gonna just blame Zoom uh, on that one. Uh, so we're gonna give this a try again. And you know what? That episode might have been better left better left on, on unpublished. It, it was a little sour. It was a little it was a little frustrated. You know, there was so much going on with the NBA and the code and COVID and everything. And I don't know about you, Leigh, but I think I was speaking, I was coming from like a, a frustrated place last week. You know, it's going to be one of those things that like 10 years from now, they're going to talk about that lost podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to make a documentary and leak like clips of it. But yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a very, I want to say dark, but it was, like you said, frustrating. That was a good way to describe it. It was a very frustrating time, especially with all the news that was breaking around mm-hmm. COVID and what teens were doing and who was uh, testing positive. So it was a very frustrating time. Yeah, we would like to get away from that this week. Um, and we're going to do our best, but it's going to be hard not to at least mention it because this week is our Christmas Day game preview episode. And even though it looks like a great lineup of games, the health and safety protocols are going to impact, I, I would say, yeah, literally every single game that's coming up, coming out, uh, you know, this weekend. So we'll get into it. We'll talk about you know, the elephants in the room of who's missing, whatever, but I don't know about you late, but I think we'll just do our best to talk about the game itself. Yeah, we'll just kind of talk about who's 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 out, but then just focus on the positive. Let's make let's make this a, a positive pod. Look at, yeah. look at the bright side. This is a bright side. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try and talk more about the basketball. You know, players out gives players in opportunity to shine and Maybe, you know, maybe a star will be born on Christmas Day. <laughs> Someone who's been the bench warmer. Yeah, why not? Like, you know, someone. Joe Johnson. Iso hey, Joe. Iso Joe's back. Yeah, we should, we should talk. We'll talk about that when we get to that game. Let, let's start with the first one. The first game is, you know, Atlanta Hawks versus New York Knicks. That's the noon game. Uh, you know, just to put it out there, Hawks are going to be missing Trey Young, Gallinari, Capella, Lou Williams, uh, Kevin Herter. You know, I don't know how much we want to talk about Timothy Lawabu Cabro not playing, but uh, yeah, and all these guys went into the protocols, you know, like this week. So there's not really any chance of any of them coming back and playing uh, on Saturday, I would think. They said Trey might. They said Trey might. He pulls LeBron, gets consecutive uh, negatives, he can play. He's going to find that special concoction of whatever so he can get over there and harass the, the Knicks again. But <laughs> I mean, that, if he's able to play, that would be that would at least make this game, you know, you know, up to the star building you expected out of it, you know, uh, and it's in New York. So, you know, the, the battle really is Trey versus the Nick, the Nick fans in, in, in Madison Square Garden. You know, that's that's the real battle, you know. Yeah, it's, it, there's there's I mean, that's the main storyline. Besides that, you know, if your Trey Young is not there, there goes the main storyline. I mean, even if he. Yeah, even with him playing, that's that's like the storyline because you know the Knicks, they haven't really uh, they haven't really panned out so far this year. Like you know, maybe a lot of us expected them to do uh, Hawks too. Actually, you know they they're they're both struggling teams so far this season. 
uh, a, a small bit of that is because of COVID. I, I think the majority of it is just the team's just not clicking. You know, what do you think? Teams, I think other teams have figured them out. And so when you have the success that they had last season, which kind of came almost out of nowhere, I want to say. it For both teams in a way, right? Exactly. So it's kind of hard to rinse and repeat that same thing. And, you know, you try to make a couple of additions, you know, the Knicks, they got Kemba that hasn't fully panned out. You try to make these different additions here and there. I mean, it doesn't, they, they don't seem cohesive. I mean, injuries has been one thing, so I can't really blame, you know, COVID because that's more of a recent thing. But you have seen the the struggles so far throughout the season. Yeah, and when you look at uh, Trey Young this year, uh, I don't want to say he's taking a step back. I don't think that's necessarily true. But, um, you know, it's still – you know, he's scoring more than he did last year, but you the free throws are down. So kind of seems like he's got the ball in his hands more or he's taking more shots to kind of score at the same clip. And I, I think that can be part of where we're seeing that team not really perform as expected because he was already a very, very ball dominant player. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great player, you know, great scorer, but um, that team is really, when you look at all of the talent around them, that looks to me like a team where somebody like Trey really needs to be more willing to give the ball up and let other players do their thing. And that hasn't really happened yet. Yeah, it's, it's right, right now he needs to adjust a little bit, but I mean, I think he'll figure it out. As of late, he's been playing a lot better. So I don't know whether or not that was just struggles in the beginning of the season that he was working through. But, I mean, as of late, he's, he's had some some really, really good games. I, I agree to your point. He is shooting too much. I think that could affect the team. They're kind of leaning on him a lot. He needs to get the, the rest of the team more involved, but that can also be a product of who's available, which is forcing him to make more shots. But, you know, I kind of would expect him to be more of like the high teens, you know, maybe 20, but, you know, he has games where he's taking 27 shots, 28 shots. That's way too many for him, especially if you're not shooting at a high field goal percentage. And that's definitely going to affect your team. Yeah, uh, I agree. And and then on the Knicks side, you know, they're going to be missing some some key guys. They're going to be missing quickly, Nerlens Noel. Um, and then they also have, you know, Knox is out, Grimes, McBride. Um, you know, quickly, um, he's been a bit of a spark plug for that team. Nerlens Noel has been Thibodeau's, you know, starting center. So those, those guys will be out. But they still have Mitchell Robinson. Um, you know, they still have most of their guys, they're their main guys to rely on. So Derrick Rose is out too. Derrick Rose is out too. So I don't know who's gonna be playing point. It's, it's Kemba time, really. It's, it's Kemba time. That he he's back in the lineup. Um, you know, but this still like this is still all about this team decided. Julius Randle is our franchise player. He's he's our building block. He's a guy that he's our all-star that's going to take us to that, you know, that playoff level. And he's taking a bit, he's taking a little bit of a step back this year. I don't think, uh, I think he's someone that kind of gotten figured out a little bit too. And um, he's not a bad player, but I don't know if perhaps maybe the, the Knicks are, uh, are counting on a level that is not there. I mean, I think he would be an amazing, you know, second, more more likely a third player on a good team, like a third star on a good team. And and on this team, I think he's maybe like asked to do a bit too much, especially with the playmaking they're asking him to do with the limited point guards they have. Um, they weren't playing Kemba, but even with Kemba, he's not a 
he's not necessarily a playmaker. They're they're kind of used doing this thing where whoever's at the point, whether it's Kemba, whether it's Derrick Rose, whether it's you know Emmanuel quickly, like those guys are really looking to score off of Randall's playmaking, not the other way around. Right, you're right. That's a good assessment. I I, I agree to that. I mean, it's different. Like when you when you're not on the bulletin board of the other team to go and put up put up work. But then now when all of a sudden teams are not focusing on you, I mean, you kind of have to have a different element to your game. But I will say that I agree with what you said about him not necessarily being a first option. It's kind of hard. I never really looked at Randall as that first option. He's a player who will kind of be your your one B or your second player on your team where, you know, you have a guy who's throwing the perimeter, you know, RJ Barrett could be that guy, you know, doing his thing, doing his work roles. You got, you got other guys who would take a lot of that load off of him, but for Randall to be that main guy, I'm not sure that's him, but I mean, he's doing the best he can. I don't think I don't knock him. He's likable. So, I I mean, I have nothing bad to say about Randall. I I didn't think that I didn't feel like in that draft he should have dropped. I didn't think the Lakers should have got rid of him. I feel like the Knicks took a good gamble and chance on him and he's repaying them. I think after the season, I think during the season, he's going to get better and he's going to figure out exactly how to dominate and start to uh, read the, the offense better. Yeah, I, I hope so for his sake, you know, because like you said, he's a likable guy. I, I really think he, you know, he's a great player. Um, yeah, I just think maybe, you know, he's being asked to do a little bit too much. So now how we think this game will go, uh, because, you know, if Trey Young's able to play, I don't know, Atlanta still looks maybe a little thin. I think I think Trey Young or no Trey Young, I, I think this might be for the Knicks to take. I agree. I, I have the Knicks winning this one. Okay. So that is Hawks versus Knicks. Now we go to our next game, the 2.30 game. And this is all Eastern time. Sorry, we're on the East Coast, so we're, we're saying Eastern time. So sorry for anyone that is not on the East Coast. Um, but uh, Boston Celtics versus the Milwaukee Bucks. And whew, there's a lot of names on this. So um boston is out they're missing uh ennis uh, freedom as of today he entered like the protocols josh richardson uh al horford uh grant williams Juancho hernan gomez jabari parker josh richardson like and uh, you know all these guys were they entered the protocol like last weekend or beginning of this week so maybe there's a chance some of these guys come back, you know, but uh, but as of uh, right now, they're still listed as out in, you know, the teams that help the league's health and safety protocols. Then on the Milwaukee side, Giannis has been out for almost 10 days now. So, you know, maybe he comes back um, and plays for the Christmas Day game. Tomorrow would make 10 games for him, but they've also got Bobby Portis, who has been out, Dante DiVincenzo, who's been out. Um, DiVincenzo and and Giannis entered the protocol like the same day, Bobby Portis two days later. I mean, there's some potential. Some of these guys are able to come back, but that has not been announced yet. So Boston's, Boston's missing more guys, but... Milwaukee's missing the most important guy in this matchup. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Boston's missing some guys, um, but you still got Tatum. You still got Jalen Brown. You still got Marcus Smart. You still have those those players on your team. So you feel confident with who they have left. The Bucks. Giannis is a big loss. And Chris Middleton is not 100% either. So that adds to that layer as well. But by that point, it would have been 10 days. So I expect Giannis to be back. I mean, it's kind of 
crazy to say. I mean, by that point, it would be 11 days since he's been on the safety protocol. So it, it really depends if Giannis plays. Matter of fact, it really depends if Giannis plays whether or not this game is watchable. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a tough way to put it. But, yeah, well, it, know, it really depends. Right, because, you know, Middleton's still coming. coming. He's still trying to get right. I mean, the way Drew Holiday has played at times, you know, there's potential he could go off and, and, and you know, steal a win um, there. I mean, they're at home. So they're going to have the crowd going, um, you know, Boston's, Boston does have, you know, the, the, the Jays both playing, they got Brown, they got Tatum, you know, Brown just recently came off injury himself. Tatum has been around the, those two still look like they're not a hundred percent in sync. You know, there's been a lot of, a uh, lot of people talking about should the team trade Brown or Tatum, most likely Brown, because a lot of people, you know, would rank Tatum ahead of Brown at this point so that they could get a player that maybe fits better. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. This thing, this game's not going to declare anything, but uh, I don't know. I, I do think there's a little bit of dysfunction with Boston to the level where I think even without Giannis, this Milwaukee team could steal a win. So are you saying Bucks? I think I'm gonna say Bucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Bucks. You know, I, I think you know Middleton if he's out, if he's able to be on the court, and then you know with Drew, and if Giannis is not there, that's gonna hurt. But I think, uh, I, I think Milwaukee could still get a win, especially at home. All right, this game I'm going Boston. All right, so that's I think our Boston. First, that's the first, first one. difference. That's our first difference. All right, so let's go to the five o'clock game. And this one, this one has been the best, the best matchup all season so far. It we is. Had, we've had two really, really good games. That's the Golden State Warriors um, at, at Phoenix, at the Phoenix Suns. That's the five o'clock game, Eastern time. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix is like the one team that has avoided this, this COVID bug um, that's been just, you know, ravaging the league right now. Uh, so they don't have anybody in protocols. Uh, Golden State has a couple of key guys missing. They, you know, Wiggins is out. Jordan Poole's out. Damian Lee just entered the protocols. That's going to hurt the Warriors a bit because that's like that's like three of their primary wing players, and they don't have Clay back just yet. So, you know, yeah, they have Steph. Yeah, they have Draymond. Um, you know, they could make it work, but um, Phoenix definitely has the advantage here. Glad you said that. I mean, yeah, Wiggins is out, Pools out, Lee's out. You're going to start seeing some of these depth, the, the depth of Golden State have to be used. So you do have guys like Kaminga, who, I mean, that might he, be interesting he, to see. He did work the other day. He had 26 points. He did work his extended time. I'm think I'm expecting to see more guys like that really start to, to, to take off and look, Golden State system is very straightforward in terms of how they've involved all the other guys. And I think what they've allowed is they put the team in a place that if you take one player out, you can plug another player in. Not saying that player who gets plugged in is automatically going to take over and give you the same production, but you wouldn't expect a huge drop off unless you know you're Curry, you know, you're not placing that. But, you know, you do have Kaminga, you still have Gary Payton, you still have these guys who can still come in and still be competitive, still give you some grit. So I think that's what's going to help make this a competitive game. Suns, there's nothing really you can say about them. I mean, they're, for the most part, escaping this. I kind of at this point, you almost want to say, you know, Phoenix, just keep your players in a bubble for the next couple of days. Just don't let anything come out about your team. But I'm expecting this to be the most entertaining game of the day. It should still very well be the the most entertaining game. Um, you know, they 
you know, they haven't had any COVID issues, but, you know, DeAndre Ayton's been in and out of the lineup for, for a little bit here and there. He looks like he's back, um, you know, but even that, they haven't really missed anything with him out because, like, JaVale McGee was, like, playing amazing while DeAndre Ayton was out and, and things like that. So they, they, they've been doing really well. This is the top – this is the best matchup of the day. It's in Phoenix. Phoenix is pretty much it. full force. Uh, it'd be kind of silly not to take Phoenix in, in this one. I mean, I'm also looking at the potential of uh, put me on that level game from Devin, Devin Booker. We haven't seen Devin Booker in a, in a, on a spotlight like this. You know, yeah, he was in the finals, but he hasn't had he hasn't been someone who had the notoriety that he's on this Christmas Day lineup. You know, like Steph, KD, LeBron, CP3. All these guys have been in these games before. Um, this is his first uh, one into it, and when you think of his mentality, you think of the type of player he is. Um, I could see him trying to. Um, have one of those like all-time Christmas Day performances. Drop, drop forty. Yeah, easy like, and go off. Just you know, just mid, just go full mid-range assassin off the pick, off the dribble. Just and then you know, Golden State's not gonna have the the wings really to to keep up with them. Like it's gonna be a lot of Andre Iguodala, um, maybe Kaminga you know, shows up something with the, with his defense, Gary Payton, they could put him, I mean, they have some guys, but I think there are, some, I think there's elements here for him to have a big, big night, big game. All right. So with that said, so are you, are you saying Phoenix? Yeah, I'm going to say Phoenix. All right. Phoenix. I am going to go with Golden State. I knew and you were going to go Golden State. You know I'm gonna go Golden State. You, I mean, you, you've been driving, you've been driving that train all season. Yeah, they they believe it or not have hit a rough a rough patch. They've had some rough games where it felt like they were, you know, sluggish. And I think a lot of it had to do with Curry trying to get the record. I felt like that was hanging over them. He was pushing now, for that a little bit. Yeah. So now that that record is gone, I think they come into this game eager and ready to play, ready to do their thing. I'm, I'm going Golden State. All right, so. And I, and I think, and I and I expect Curry to go for over 40. So so you, you're, you're expecting the Curry game on Saturday, which is going to be needed most likely if they're going to win. Um, you know, he did go off on them last time. So we'll see. First, first game, he had a horrible game. You know, they kind of put the clamps on him. He had a bad shooting day. The second game, he went off. So now we got to see what happens. You know, is he going to go off again? Is he going to get the clamps on him? Or is it going to be like something in between, like good game, not great game? We'll see. Nah, I'm expecting him to. Oh, I, I know what you're expected. I know you're mm-hmm. expecting him to go off. So so now we're gonna see is this gonna now we're gonna see who's gonna be right. Is this the curry game or is this the booker game? We'll see how that plays out. Oh man, we got some storylines here. Yeah, watch watch it be like neither. Watch it like be the you know Dream on Green game or <laughs> DeAndre Ayton <laughs> game or something like that. All right. Now this is probably well no, I think. I think the last game is like the least fun one to talk about, but this one's a close second. We got the eight o'clock game, the primetime game. It's the Brooklyn Nets at the Los Angeles Lakers. And the Brooklyn Nets have been (laughs) just completely decimated by COVID over the last couple of weeks. Um, even like the even, even like the three guys they brought up from the G League have COVID now, Kessler Edwards, David Duke Jr., Cam Thomas, all those guys that were filling in for the other guys that had COVID, they have COVID now. We, in the, you know, in the last episode, we expressed a lot about the Kyrie Irving situation. Um, we just don't really understand this whole process that the Nets have undergone with this 
you know, it's clearly just the pressure of, you know, guys like Harden and KD, you know, wanting Kyrie back on the team and looks like, you know, management yielded, ownership yielded to that. And then right after that, KD's in health and safety protocols, Kyrie's in health and safety protocols. Now Harden just came off. So they have him back. KD, there's a chance he can play on Saturday. I think I think today they said they were saying he could come back. But um I don't know. And then Lakers, who are the Lakers missing? Lakers are missing Trevor Ariza. Ariza, Avery Bazemore. Bradley, Malik yeah. Monk, Kent Bazemore. Basically all their wing guys other than LeBron. Right. And Anthony Davis is out for the next month with the with the knee injury. So so I'm pretty sure you're already gonna. I mean, you're already going Lakers. There's no way around it. I would not expect you to ever pick against your team. Am I right about that? First off, um, I'm so, at a on. point where if I don't think they'll win, I'm gonna say it. You know, and I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. Katie's back. This they could easily lose this game. They could easily lose this game. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. So, but I'm really not a fan of anything Brooklyn's been doing. So I'm not going to pick them. I'm going to still pick Lakers on this. They still got LeBron, you know, they still got Westbrook. I mean, maybe, maybe they can figure something out now with, you know, Westbrook being able to go down in the paint more without AD. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but it's it's the it's the game of a lot of guys that just make you sigh, you know. Like that's that's how I feel about this matchup. It's just a, a bunch of guys that just make you go, ah, this guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. I want to say the Lakers so so badly. I mean. I don't think you know how badly I want to say that the Lakers are going to win this game. But Why is that? Why is that? Because I feel like when you think that the other team doesn't have KD and this team has LeBron, you immediately start to think to yourself, well, if you have a team that doesn't have, that doesn't have KD, doesn't have Irving, but you're going to have um, Durant. You're not going to have KD. So you just got Harden versus Westbrook and LeBron and Melo. I mean, you just think about that just on paper. You're like, wow, this team on this side with LeBron, they should win. But this team has looked awful. Awful. And I, I don't think that on Christmas Day games, prime time, I don't think that's when they are going to have to figure it out. So with all that said, I'm going to go Brooklyn. Yeah, I Brooklyn. think Brooklyn is not going to win the game. I think the Lakers are going to lose the game, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that happening. I mean, I still think, you know, even without KD, if for the Lakers to win, I, I I think you're still looking for LeBron to, you know, go into the tank, go into the reserves and like, you know, turn the clock back a couple of years and have like a, you know, an elite LeBron performance. I think, you know, I think that's what you're, what you're going to need in order for them to win. Uh, I don't see the defense getting any better with Anthony Davis out, if anything, defense is probably going to look worse. You know, it's going to be a lot more Dwight Howard on the court. Um, there's going to be, you know, they're going to have to figure something out. Um, they don't have, they don't have much of their shooting that they, you know, because those guys are out. Uh, I don't really, I don't really know what to expect. You know, uh, it's hard to feel positive about the direction of the team right now. Um, you know, Melo's, falling off on his shooting, his scoring. You know, I, I just don't know. It's like, 
uh, if Katie doesn't play, I, you know, you, you have to, you have to pick Lakers. If Katie's playing, Brooklyn probably wins, but you know, I'm going to pick Lakers anyway. So that's fair. I, I think right now there isn't a team in the league that I feel like the Lakers are going to blow out. Yeah. And so, and, and I mean, and we could spend time talking about it. I mean, there's so many things we can say about it. I mean, we could talk about the LeBron difference, you know, how the team plays slow. You got to, they're talking about trading Westbrook, which I don't think is going to solve their problems. I heard another thing. We're going to get Ben Simmons. I don't I think that's going to only add to the problem. It's just a team that's just searching for an identity Mm-hmm. And until they find that identity, until they figure out how to get all these players to mesh, going into this game, they have no momentum. And I think momentum is what's going to help carry this game. The The Nets, they don't have it, but now I think you got Harden coming back, and it's like, Harden, guess what? You're on a team now where take all the shots you want. Mm. I mean, you can have a, a real classic hardened experience there. He he can probably drop 50 on you. It's been a long time since Harden's done anything like that. But if no one else is there with the big lights, I think he'll come up to play. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I just don't think he's that guy anymore. He doesn't have to be that guy with KD there. No, no, with Katie there, he doesn't have to be, you know. But if he's not there and you're expecting that, I don't know if you're going to get it. Give him some. He'll be all right. We'll see. I think that uh, that pretty much wraps up that game. So let's go to the late game, the last game of the night. Dallas Mavericks at Utah Jazz. And, you know, this is the 10-30 game for a reason. You know, I just put it like that. that. If you if you can't sleep and yeah, this is nothing else to do. This is like the Portland Denver game. They they'll have sometimes you know like or maybe they used to put like the Rockets versus someone that as like the late game. It's like if you're still up and you want to watch basketball, here's a game. But like that's that's like basically the purpose of this game. And then now it's even more like that because. Luca's in the health and safety protocols for Dallas. Dallas got a bunch of guys like Kleber, Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway, Trey Burke, Luka Doncic. Like basically, like they're they're most of their backcourt players, and then you know they're like key big men other than Chris Stapps. So this is really going to be a lot of Porzingis just getting to take all the shots he ever wanted versus this Utah team. And the Utah team's at full strength. Uh, well, COVID-wise, they're at full strength. Nobody's in the protocols, um, you know. And they got their best guys available to play. So, you know, I, I mean, they're probably just going to, like, smack Dallas around in this game. Like, not even going to be funny. You know, and then people are going to, like, talk to me about how the Utah Jazz need to be taken seriously and I'm just like miss me with that till May talk to me about Utah in May yeah that's how I feel too don't I don't even want to talk about Utah like that on the pod because it's like they are who they are (laughs) and it's sad because they have one of my favorite players on the team like Donovan Mitchell is one of my oh I thought you were gonna say Rudy Gobert sorry Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I still, I still feel, I still feel like Rudy Gobert stealing money with his contract. That's how I feel, man. Like, I just don't understand how you can pay max money to a guy that you know they can't even post up someone half his size. Like, <laughs> not to get into it again, but like. The Clippers literally said, like, we're not playing any big man. And Utah was like, I don't, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. <laughs> like, Rudy Gobert, like, he just hadn't, 
you put all you put a whole completely small lineup on the court and Rudy Gobert actually does not know what to do. Like, like, how can this guy be defensive player of the year? How can this guy be like, you know, a star player? Like people want to say he's a star player when, you know, another team willfully gives him an advantage knowing that he can't exploit it. He does nothing. That That is so true. Like, <laughs> so that's, that's the thing. Like, Rudy Gobert, like, until he figures out how to actually score points on the team, when the other team puts nothing but guards on the court, like you can't talk to me about how good the Utah Jazz are because all I see is a seven foot guy stopping Donovan from getting further in the playoffs. Yeah, so I think, yeah, that's true. But but Donovan Mitchell's your guy. That's your. He's a really good player, man. I, I think if he was in any other situation where, you know, there, he's not on a team that kind of, he, he, the Utah Jazz have made themselves a fool's gold team, you know, last couple of years with their playoff performances. Um, you know, they, they hardly ever get out the first round. They got, you know, they, they had a golden opportunity for the Western Conference Finals last year, did not capitalize on it. And it keeps going back to the same thing. And, you know, they build a solid team and, you know, they lose through no fault of Donovan because like Donovan's been amazing in the playoffs. Like, you know, you know, remember when him and Jamal Murray were like trading 50 point games in the playoffs, like dude's dude's pretty, pretty elite when it comes to his game. So it's just sad. I think, I think he kind of gets roped into the fool's goal when he's legit. I guess that's how I feel. So I'm hoping he drops like a, a nice, you know, a nice big 30 point game on Christmas. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the Jazz, we could talk about, the, I'll talk about that for one second, just one second. I feel like they are fool's gold. I feel like you look at the team, you feel like, they, they you look in the standings and it's like, wow, this team is performing. And then you look at them and it's like, okay. And then mm. come playoff time, it's, they're, they're gone, they're, they're, they're just missing something. And I think this is the time where it's like, all right, find the things that you're missing and get it. Like get right. it on your team. This is this is the time. You know, that's and I don't think they will do that. No, you know, I, I would love to see this team get Sabonis. I would love to see this team go out and get a guy who can actually add something. Sabonis. Play Sabonis at the four next to Gobert. I'll put him at the four. Yes, I'll put him at the four. Can, can can you trade Gobert to Indiana for Sabonis? See, that's what you're looking at. Oh, you want to trade? Oh, see, nah, see, I, I wasn't even looking like that. Nah, you funny. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even think about it like that. I'm just thinking like, hey, you know, you get this guy over here. It kind of looks. It, it it would help, but. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't think I don't necessarily think it would. Like, people love Sabon. I think I think Sabon is a little overrated, personally. Um, oh yeah, I think part of his allure is that you look at him, and I think he does very well on a team that isn't all that. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, you know, with like to your point about Utah, I just think they have a lot of guys. Like they have like a, a full roster of guys that, you know, during a season you're you're seeing them this one game, you know, this week, this month, you know, in a in a road trip or in a homestand amongst, you know, several other teams. They they do enough things so well that it's hard to game plan for for that one game. But when you go in a playoff series, I, I think they have a lot of guys that if you allow a coach and opposition to just think about the guys on your team for the next week, they're pretty easy to figure out, you know, yeah. at an NBA level, you know, because, like, um, you know, like they just have a lot of guys like that. Like they have a, like, you know, Ingles, Royce O'Neal, like, even even Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson's a bucket, but you know you you can put him on an island defensively and make it hard for the Utah to keep him on the court. 
you know, and Con Conley's pretty limited as a player from what he used to be. Um, I mean, he's still good, but when he, he's not at a level where he can create and play make and do what he used to do in, in Memphis, like you know, he's not that guy no more. So they got a lot what? of guys. So are you saying that they should trade Conley to Philly for Simmons? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> They, my my that is exactly the opposite of what I'm saying because my point is they don't have enough. Utah doesn't have enough guys with the individual talent to give the opposition headaches in a playoff series. They have Donovan and that's it. So every time they get in the playoffs, they get some, you know they get bumped, they get beat because they don't have enough individual talent. The scheme is fine. Your your teamwork. Your 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 chemistry like that's all great like you you guys are doing something good, but it's not enough to just maximize what you're getting from these guys in the regular season because when you need to go to that next level it's not there. Yeah, I always say when you, when it comes time for a playoff team when it's the fourth quarter, you you need someone who is going to take over who is going to do they do have someone who can take over right that's and that's then, the that's the craziest thing is that they have someone that can take over but the surrounding pieces are just so low individually that, that even him do it even him being able to have the ability to take over does not create the situation you want because the opposition is like okay if we stop you, if we make you pass, that's it. And if you're going to score 50, we can stop the other guys from scoring and great. So exactly. either way, either way, they, the other team can can get ahead of you. Yeah, they need, they need another go-to scorer, someone. Yep, I, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, it's a, it's a similar problem with L.A. It, there's... They're playing that Lakers basketball where they are passing the Lakers. They're passing the ball. They're doing. They got these players, but it's like, who's is gonna say, you know what? Get out of my way. My this is my game. Y'all just be waiting, and I, when I need y'all, y'all be there. Well, it'll be LeBron. LeBron will take over. That's gonna be LeBron. End of the day, no matter how many superstars are on the same team, LeBron. When LeBron says, "I clear out," everyone clears out. Right. And then when then he clears out and then he passes you the ball, you expect, all right, I expect you to shoot the well, that's, ball. Well, that's the problem. When he, clear, when he clears out and he passes the ball for that open shot, like who are these guys taking the open shot? Is Do you really want Westbrook on an open three-point shot? Like, no, you're doing Coruscant Lewis, call know, Mike Miller. <laughs> you know, then you got like Malik Monk. And I mean, Malik Monk is pretty good, but like it's, it's always like it's always untested guys now. Yeah, like well, you, you have all these guys like you don't know what's what to expect from them when the time comes. And and then on top of that, none of them play defense at the level your coach needs because he's you got yourself a defensive coach. You spent the last two to three years just saying, you know what? we got these superstars that can get all the points we need. We're going to lock teams down. And you took away all his lockdown players and gave them shooters that can't lock down. And barely can shoot. 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 Oh, man. I would rather, you know, the – terrible shooting team that can lock teams down than than what this is yeah yeah so i i think i think this last game of the day i think it's a we all are in agreement we we're kind of like it would have been great to see luca versus donovan like that would have been really fun to watch um yeah unfortunately that's not gonna happen so so i'm saying utah what are you saying oh yeah that, that was utah so so really like even though they're missing players too the the game of the day that still has the the star power you're looking for is it's just golden state and phoenix 
You know, yeah. you still got Steph playing, you still got Draymond, you still got Booker, CP3, Aiden, you know, you still got all those guys. Absolutely. Uh, so maybe it'll be the Kaminga game, you know, maybe Kaminga will have a big game. He'll show what he got, you know, on Christmas Day. Maybe there'll be a little Moses Moody action and, you know, he'll show something that game. Who knows? Uh, I, I guess that's what you that's what you're hoping for. I, I don't. I, I don't know. Moody. I don't know who's gonna step up in these other games. You know. I don't know. It might be lackluster, but uh, so maybe a lot. Big Kemba game. Maybe maybe Kemba will finally get the MSG crowd fired up, like back when he was breaking ankles in UConn. Maybe, maybe we'll get that. You know. Maybe he'll turn the clock back. It will be a close game. Two seconds left. Get him the ball. And he makes a play on the baseline. That's what I can see happening. So he, he, he last two games, he scored over 20 points, though. Yeah, that's true. So mm-hmm. I, I, let me ask you this. Let's, let me ask you this. So, so here we are. We're looking at the we're looking at it. Yeah. Which game is going to be the closest game? Ooh, the closest game. I think it's going to be Warriors Suns. I think Warriors that one's going to be the closest game. Okay. I I you know, I I think that's the one game you could look at and with all things being equal, you could still see, you know, that getting that uh closing out at the final minutes of the game. Um, you know, cuz Golden State still has enough to make the game competitive, and it's I don't really, I can't really see Phoenix just running away on the Warriors like that and blowing them out. You know, uh, all these other games have have blowout potential to me. Um, you know, if Giannis is not playing, like I'm picking Milwaukee, but like at the same time, Milwaukee could get routed. You know in this game too like if if drew just doesn't have it that game and it's all on chris middleton and they don't have to be honest like i could I, they could also get routed i could i could see boston getting routed by the bucks even if they don't have Giannis. like you know i i think both of those teams have blowout potential given the circumstances same with hawks and knicks uh you know without trey young Hawks are gonna be in a in a rough spot. Um, Nets and Lakers. Nets and Lakers has blowout potential too because I don't know. I just feel like I've seen too many games for the Lakers that's supposed to be like marquee, and they just get like routed. And it's like, what's going on? You know? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. I, I say closest is Hawks next. I think that's gonna be the the closest. Floor, right. <laughs> that's gonna be the closest game, and blowout. I think Utah's gonna blow out Denver. Yeah, that's not like Denver, Dallas. I feel like that's almost like a guaranteed like smackdown. Yeah, I think that's gonna be like the biggest blowout. Who's gonna who's going to be the MVP of the of Christmas Day? Devin Booker. I like that. I like that. I like that. I think he's gonna have one of those those games that's gonna be I think it's his time. I think it's his time. You know, and I think, you know, the way that team is, and like Chris Paul, and I think if I think Chris Paul, like, if he's the type of player and leader at this point, if he sees the potential for like Booker to have a podium game, he he's gonna he's gonna set him up to have one. You know, he's gonna he's gonna find them. He's gonna talk to the team. He's gonna tell Book. He's gonna be like, "This is your night. Like, get get this game. You know, get get you know, get your night here. Make this one about you." Like, that's gonna he he's the type of leader to do that, and that's gonna be the type of thing that would give Booker the confidence and the green light to go for it, and you know, just let his ability fly. And and if he's on and and Golden State can't stop him, like you know, it it, it just there's a lot of pieces in play that I think that could happen. So you think, so how many points do you think in book is going to get? Mm, I'll say 38. 38? 38. I think he's going to do a, a, a 38, 38.7 rebound, 
nine assist game. So, all right. So, I'm I'm writing this down, everyone. I'm writing this stuff down because I want to make sure you know we got to add a little dialogue to this. All right. So for me, I'm gonna say Curry's gonna be the top scorer, and you're gonna be like, Lave, come on, please, really again. And so that's your MVP of the day. MVP of the day. I have Curry going off for 52 points. <laughs> 52 points 52. on nine threes. And Only, nine? The the Only nine threes? Yes, yes. I have Curry... Going, I mean, he nine threes. Yeah, it's probably not enough. That's low nah, for him, man. I might have to. I might have him going for. Nah, I might have him going for double digits. I'm gonna say ten. I'm gonna say fifty plus points, ten plus threes. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, because I mean, he's hit ten threes even when he hasn't scored fifty. So yeah, ten plus threes. That's what I'm going for. So I think it's gonna be an epic game like that. Um, what if they both do it? I you want to call a second one? <laughs> no, 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 but I'm saying, like, how great would that game be if they both did that? Yeah, it, it would be same game, yeah. It would, would be, it would be amazing. That would be that would no. be the game to watch. That I don't the, even care what the score was if they both did that, like. Like one of the teams could have like won by fifteen. I would have still found that game amazing and entertaining. Right, exactly. Who's who's getting the triple double? Westbrook probably. Westbrook, Westbrook. I'm gonna say LeBron's gonna get the triple double. Westbrook's gonna get an ugly triple double, like eleven points, ten <laughs> rebounds, like ten assists, with like eight turnovers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm gonna say Westbrook triple double. You said you said Westbrook triple double. I said LeBron triple double. Uh, honestly, honestly, the best candidate is probably Harden. If he has someone to pass the ball to. <laughs> well, I mean, there's gonna be at least enough shots made. He could get ten assists. That's true. You know what? Yeah. Who's oh, here's a good question. Here's a good one. Who is going to have the turn back the turn back the clock performance on Christmas Day? Well, I mean, who's who's who are the candidates? I mean, you're talking about guys like LeBron, Melo. You can have you can have LaMelo. I'm, I said LaMelo. Oh boy. Wow. You can have Melo. Wow. Just disrespect your whole generation right now. I just disrespected. I skipped the whole, yeah, that's messed up. Um, we can have Mello, we can have Drew Holiday, we can have Blake Griffin. He can just make an appearance and all of a sudden well, remember right. he, how to play. He, he's still he's available, right? Blake he's Griffin. available. Yeah. Which that's another topic, but I don't know how he went from star player to serviceable to now's like you almost want to give him a cane to go out there and play basketball. It's like, what happened? Like, why are you not even, I don't even think he's getting 10 minutes a game now. Like, is he barely getting that? Like he, he, he was good last year for them. Yeah. He's not getting any burn. He was good for them. I just, I don't know what happened, but you know, 22 minutes a game. When, when Aldridge came back to play this year, it it was going to be hard to see how they were both going to, be able to get time on the court together, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So I, think, I think that's, I think that was part of it too. Um, and the, you know, Blake, his body, his body betrays him. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing through an injury. Like, it's not bad enough to keep him out, but he's playing through it. He's just not, he's just not there, you know? It's, it's always something with him, but uh, I don't know. He turned it, he, you know, he looked himself again for a while last year. Like, he looked yeah. pretty good. Yeah, two years ago, he had 24 points a game, seven rebounds, five assists. Last season on Detroit, you know, nothing, you know, he, his he was, average. He was like, hardly even playing before. Right. 
Yeah. Right, he had 11 points, four rebounds, three assists. You know, it's like, eh, not him. But now he's at six points a game, five rebounds, two assists. So it's like... He's a even. part-time player now, you know. He's a part-time player, so that's just that's a mighty fall, I will say. Even though the past few games he has been playing, he they they've been giving him 30, well, 30 Aldridge, plus minutes a game. Yeah, Aldridge is out, you know. Now now they need now they need other guys to step up and play those minutes. So yeah, he's got he averaged seventeen points a game the last two games, eight rebounds. Four assists. Yeah, so you know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, Brooklyn's a deep team. I mean, I mean, I think that goes without saying at this point. When you like look at how they're still winning games with you know all these all these players been being out with with the COVID protocols and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a little rough. It's been a little rough. I mean. This is not what we were hoping for with the Christmas Day games. You know, those usually people expect a lot more. So this is what we got. Hopefully the games are still fun and still entertaining to watch. And, you know, once we get past December, you know, hopefully all these players can, like, stay on the court more than what's been happening right now. So. Yeah, that's what I'm just hoping for some good games. Um Superstar, star players aside, I mean, you always want those guys there. Mm-hmm. But if the game is competitive, I mean, we're fans of basketball. So if the, the gameplay is there, if it's solid, we'll watch it. But it just has to be a good game, you know. So yeah, but still, but still that that five o'clock that five o'clock Eastern time, Golden State, Phoenix game, that game is circled. You know, my day is going to be probably around that day, a game to make sure, like, whatever I'm doing before or after, like, doesn't matter. That game has to be on. Right, right. You know, and then, you know, and then maybe by the time Dallas is playing in Utah, I'll be washing dishes. So I can just <laughs> put that on. You know, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. You know what it is. Like, you, you have those games where it's like, you gotta you gotta like wash the dishes or something like that. So you put the game on your phone and you like prop it up so you can watch. That's that's that last game. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I have to vacuum. You don't even pause it. Like, look, I'm just gonna let this thing play while I'm vacuuming or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I think that I think that about sums it up pretty well. All right, that was our review, our preview episode for. Uh, the Christmas Day games. Uh, we stayed on task about as well as expected for us. I think we had we had a bit a bit of detour, but I think overall we stayed pretty on task. And we talked about the games more more than anything else, and the players, which is I think was our goal to do today, despite you know the constant COVID talk. So anyway, I'm looking forward to watching these games. Uh, you know, gonna get this episode up for everyone here you know friday or saturday if you want to put it on feel free to do that and or after even after and you can hear how good or how silly some of our predictions were after the fact but uh anyway you guys uh thank you all for listening uh you can find us on all your podcast apps spotify apple overcast uh you name it, we're on there. Um, our podcast is sponsored by Anchor.fm. That's where we publish our podcast. So if you're looking to start your own, we recommend that site. It's a pretty good um, tool. The app is pretty good. A lot of great features. Makes it pretty easy to get your podcast out there. You can follow us on Twitter at Pace and Space Pod. We have our Facebook page, um, Pace and Space Podcast on Facebook. Um, and give us a follow. Check us out. Keep listening. Like, you want to talk to the people. Yeah. I mean, everything you said was spot on. Thanks for listening. You know where to find us. Also, everyone, stay safe. Um, we, you know, yes. we always want all of everyone's listening to make sure you're healthy and you're doing well. So stay safe. 
And as always, stay woke and stay mellow. Peace.